I have been looking forward to this one, T. I haven't. I have not <laughs> at all. I've been trying to avoid it for a while. Yeah, I think this is going to be enlightening. I have been wanting to do a budget with you, probably since I met you. And I, like most people, don't like to do budgets. <laughs> 70% of people don't, don't do a budget. Oh, I feel better now. I think people almost see it as like, uh, I suck an eye roll. It's like, oh, it's so basic. You know, have a goal. It's I think kinda... it's also daunting. It's just like, oh. And yeah. then it's not that it's a discipline. You've got to stick to it once you do it. Well, but if you don't have one, you can just do what you want. Yeah, I think there's something important in that, that a budget is something that you need to do you don't just do it once and it's done. It's something that you continuously do. But I actually think it's it's a good tool for, it's not it's not about cutting back and discipline. It's actually freeing in the sense of your personal finances. The first bit that we're going to do now is brutal. And, and that's what we're going to do now is go through the last three months of transactions and, and just look at your real spending habits. Because I have a sneaking feeling, like most people, when you go through three months worth of bank statements that you'll actually find a lot of stuff in there that you didn't really know you were spending as much as you are on. This is something that I do with myself every few months just to, because the process of budgeting is not like you do it once and then it's done. It's like this constant journey to keep yourself on the straight and narrow. And what I want to do is run through you with yours and develop a budget. And, but I think that all starts first of all with looking at what you spend, not not like what you think you spend, what you actually spend, right? So I asked you to print off three months worth of bank statements. There you go. I got mine as well here. Don't expose me too much. <laughs> we do a little swap. So I think the, the first thing you need to do is you get three months because it gives you a good cross section of actually what you spend. We can all have a bad month. We can all have, you know, you go on holiday one month and you spend more than you should. But I think over three months you get a, quite a good look at, at what, what you're doing. And the process is just to go through it, each item and mark off, you know, is this essential spending? Is this discretionary spending? Is this something that I didn't think I was spending much on and just total them all up in category? I mean, let's just have a look at what you've got going on here. I'm not gonna lie, some of these jump out on you. What in the world is Blackpool pleasure on the 1st of April? <laughs> that's a great time. Uh, no, that's, that's, uh, that's the Pleasure Beach, mate. A Pleasure Beach, want, tell me want... more about the Pleasure Beach. What it's was like my a invite? theme park. Oh, a theme park, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's what, definitely what I was thinking. What's a zip car? Zip car for us Londoners is uh, it's a car you rent when your car's broken. You've got a car. Yeah, I know, my car tends to have a lot of issues. Tw 20, the 3rd of the 1st, no, the first of the third said March. Zip car, zip car, zip car, zip car, zip car extended. Zip car, you, you that's nine zip cars in one day. <laughs> and a lot of places to be Where that have you day. Been? <laughs> well, look, they, they charge you per hour, but Above actually, that is your close brothers. That's the finance for your car, isn't that's it? That's my car insurance, so yeah. You, how many, you've got two cars. I've got my car, and then when it's broken or in the garage or needs repairs. You valeted your car on the day that you got nine zip cars. So you drove your car to the valet <laughs> and then took zip cars around. <laughs> but I, <laughs> is that legit? Look, I spent too much money on my car. Uh, look, you spent too to much money on other people's cars, <laughs> mate. Zip car, what is that? It's like a, it's like a Boris bike. Like those bicycles you line by you rent them for like an hour, half an hour, and they charge you per minute on the zip car. It does add up. Sounds financially sensible, It mate. does, it's not. I really. love the fact that you, you you paid your car finance in the morning, took the car to Westfield Shopping Centre to get it valeted, bought a Boost Juice, and then drove home in a zip car. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I think I don't know. I think that day my car got clamped or something. I don't know. There's a lot, we, lot of things happen with we'll my car. We'll talk about the car and, and that, but you seem to have a lot of spending on the car at a, at a glance and cars that aren't even your car. <laughs> All right, then. Take it back to you then, no. mister. What in the world is manual? Oh, don't do me like that. What is manual? <laughs> what it's is hair man- loss treatment. Hair loss treatment? <laughs> You've got loads of hair. <laughs> Well, I guess this is um, a plug for manual. Of the manual. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't right. even sponsored, mate. <laughs> they, 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 no, they like they do these kits where they send you hair through the hair, through not the hair, post. Not hair through the post. <laughs> You're getting packs of hair in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, like creams and gels that you rub on your hair. I went to my barber the other day, and he was like, "I don't know how to break this to you, but you're going bald quite quickly." <laughs> Are you sure this works or have you just been scammed by like an Instagram advert? Well, mate, I'm it's promoting he, hair, hair growth. I'm going to Turkey at some point if this manual doesn't work. I'm going to get the, the full Turkey kit and the hair transplant and the teeth. So, you know, if, if that doesn't work, but yeah, that's what manual is. Uh, the prodigy pay, repayments. Ah, uh, student loan, mate. That's, that's my most painful payment ever because it's for my MBA student uh, loan. How much is it? £821 a month. That's mainly, no, that's not a month. See, the problem is I ignore them and then they keep messaging me. (laughs) And then after a while, they're like, look, you're going to default on your whole loan and you're going to owe us 30 grand. So you need to pay. So I'm like, here, have 800 quid. And then I ignore them again for like six months until they really get annoyed. Because I'm not trying to pay them like, they want 300 quid a month. I don't have time for that. It's a student loan. I've already got the education. So So they can get it back in their own time when I'm I'm ready. I hope this isn't a recurring theme of like, (laughs) I've got the service. Why would I need to pay for it now? Just kick the can down the road a bit, it's fine. But you seem to be having a great time in Bali here. Well, I mean, it was a work trip. It was it, a work trip, but it was, um, yeah, there was This was, was the day before we filmed the podcast, the first episode. How the hell, what the hell were you doing in Bali? Um, work trip, I told you. Just let's not talk about where I was in Bali. Work trip. Christina's spa. <laughs> Massages are very cheap in Bali. What can I say? <laughs> to Damien Jordan, 20 pounds. There you go. That's me. That was like, in the pub. <laughs> you pay me. Oh, that's yeah, when you were back from that's Bali. Back, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cash, cash at, at Two Canal. Yeah, you look like you had a great work trip, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, all right, let's have a little look and see what Damien's been up to. You do a lot of random food. So there's like Subway, Greg's, Greg's. Fish and chips, Greg's, Greg's, and then like fish loves chips, and then co-op, and then the Greg's is just pies. There's so much Greg's in here. There's just pies. And what is Form B models? Are you 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 going for a (laughs) a little modeling career? Is that why you got the hair loss thing? So you can be a model. Yeah, pleasure land and Form B models. Form B models. They sell like car, like toy cars. For my son, it's like a car that we drive on the beach together, and he writes it off every single time, and have to take it back and get it fixed. Well, like actually, he physically drives it. No, it's like a little remote control car, but it goes like forty miles an hour. It's like it's over the sand dunes, but he he just breaks it. So you do a lot of a lot of kids stuff. You got like jumping, jump heaven limited. I assume that's jumping around with your son. You. We'll we'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) The thing I learned about going through this myself was that I spend so much money on everything. It just goes on my son, essentially. It was actually quite eye-opening just how much I spend. And if I compare that to, say, when I was a child, the the activities that I do with him that are probably standard, we have to go out on a Saturday and that were things that I probably thought were like once every year treats. Do you know what I mean? The cinema to him is probably boring. And I'm seeing that actually... There's probably thousands of pounds a month going out on these activities. There's if you more anywhere. money on food, Greg's and uh, your son's activities than you put in saving. And I know you save a lot of money, but no. I see 100 pounds to Vanguard and then a million pounds to Greg's. Well, so the, how's so that the, work this out? account is my spending account. 
So we'll get into that in a moment about how I structure my accounts to get around the fact that I will just burn money on experiences and pies if given the chance. So actually like you won't see any savings in this because this account is solely for spending, but we'll, we'll get into that. For eating and spending. Yeah, eating and spending, living, um, and the rest I waste. So yours tells me that you have a real issue with cars. <laughs> Uh, and you're just, I don't know, like, what's your excuse for not using the tube? I'm too big for the tube. I drive, <laughs> what, I drive, in stature or no, height? For, like, like, I, I, my status. status. No. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, but mainly I bang, I bang my head on the uh, on the railing You thing. ain't that tall. I am that tall. No, no you're not. Just because you're short, don't take no, it out on me. No, we need to address this on air. The album art has done me really dirty. Like, <laughs> they've made it look like I'm shorter than you and we're, we're the same height. No, you're definitely not. And it's not just the hair. you got Cuban heels on, <laughs> you know, high top. Anyway, so looking at this, I think for you, there just seems to be a lot of expenditure on what I would call convenience. You 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 clearly you clearly take car, zip cars everywhere, even though you own a car, um, and that's costing you probably hundreds of pounds a month. It's quite useful though on a night out if you want to drink, drive there in a zip car, leave the zip car there, and then you can just find your own way home on a night out at, at two p.m. Okay, so I like to drive everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, the thing about doing this exercise that I find is for me especially is it just reframes what you're actually spending your money on. And I think when people budget, they, they set a plan, they go, that's fine. And then they don't actually go, well, did I hit that plan? Was it, was it, what? was it where I need to be? What I've realized even from doing mine, I would say I'm good with my money. I save a lot more money than I spend, but I just realized just how much I'm spending on activities around my son. And it makes me question, do I need to spend that much or should I just spend more time with him at home. And also the pies are clearly a problem with all the Greggs. <laughs> a lot of Greggs in here. I just love a road pie and my missus is vegan. So it's like, I'd feel bad eating them in the house. So I just snaffle a hot <laughs> sausage roll in the car. In, in the car. Just... Yeah, yeah. She gets in the car, she's like, there's murder in here. <laughs> she doesn't, she's not that bad. I'm, a, I'm making her sound awful, but you know, it's a guilt thing. So just be honest, mate, like going through this, going through the last three months, I know you've had to go through this and look at every transaction because I said to do that before we did it. How did it make you feel? Slightly depressed. <laughs> I'm like, I spend way too much money on things I don't need to spend money on. I mean, because you always think you've got an idea, you know, you've got the apps and it tells you what you're spending money on. So I kind of have an idea for last week, last two weeks. But when I did the last three months, I was like, probably didn't need to buy that takeaway. Didn't need to take all those zip cars. Didn't need to generally waste so much money. So when you see a lot of recurring payments, you realize how much you actually spend. When when you pulled up nine zip car payments in one day, that, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, so like one way that I've tried to reframe my spending over time, because I had this constant battle with, I shouldn't spend any money. And it's like, no, actually science, the science shows if you spend money on experiences, they make you happy. And what you can clearly see that from what I do, I spend um, all my money on experiences with like my son or with my missus and stuff. And those are things that you hold on to long-term. You couldn't even remember taking nine zip cars in one day. Yeah. So it's like, is has that enriched your life in any way? And the takeaways as well, it's like you buy them out of convenience, but you never remember them, yeah. do you? you don't. And, they, and they're getting more and more expensive and it's just, yeah, it's not, you might as well just cook. But it's just, like you said, convenience. You're working, your missus you're is working a great late. cook. Yeah, she's a great she, cook. She made that, that food last night that was amazing. And 
I remember that longer than I would have if we'd ordered a Chinese. That's true, but convenience. You know, she's busy. I ordered a lot when she was when she was having the baby, and like yeah, yeah, she wasn't cooking. So every day it was just takeaway, takeaway, takeaway. Yeah, understandable. I think with this exercise, by going through the last three months and by being really open and honest about what you're spending and facing it head on, you, you kind of shine. You're holding a mirror up to yourself that you look into and you see your spending for what it is. And this is something that I have to do. I don't do it every month. I do it once a year, once every six months, because as we earn more money, we have this tendency to inflate our lifestyles to fit it. And we, we lean on convenience and we can sometimes tell ourselves, well, because I earn more money now, I can afford to take Ubers instead of this. And actually we end up worse off because we're spending so much money on these things. Zipcar was meant to be the cheaper version of the Uber, but I just take way more. Well, you took an Uber on the same day as well. Oh my God. <laughs> what am I like? <laughs> it's a brilliant day. It's just this one day, mate. You just you just rode round all day in other people's cars while your car was getting cleaned. Just with a little boost juice. <laughs> okay, so I think once you've done this, once you've gone through all of the transactions and you've highlighted them and you've separated them out into these are essentials. So these are the things that I have to spend to live you know, your rent or your mortgage and all of that. You can then start to look at what do I actually spend on the things that I, I lie to myself about, that food. People always say, oh, I spend 300 pound a month on food. They look at it and it's like, oh my God, I spend 500. Yeah. yeah. Travel, um, nights out and socializing. I just kind of want you to, before you start the budget, to have an idea of where your money's going because I think then you can face the problem head on the only thing i've got covered is holidays i've got a little holiday holiday savings account so i just go wild on holidays but yeah the rest of it is just kind of chaos and i think like i want to be able to go wild on oh, holiday. i always go wild on holiday like I, I you know you live for that sometimes yeah. and i think that's like a thing within your life that you should be able to spend a bit of money on and if you value that and that's the memories fine. and the experience yeah. and yeah as part of this you kind of got to ask yourself like what do i value do i value zip cars and takeaways or do i value big holidays and, you know, a budget really is about sacrifice and deciding what aspects of your life you're going to cut back on so that you can funnel money into the ones that you enjoy. And I think most people think the budget's been restrictive and like constraining your finances. Actually, they set them free in the sense of you go, my priorities are spending time with my son and my priorities are making memories. So I design a budget that allows for that. But that means I cut back on zip cars and takeaways and boost juice and stuff like that so that I can enable that. In order to do that, you need to face up to what you're actually spending. So T, do you do a budget at the minute? I do. I do several budgets, but um, the main way I do it is saving cash that I would have spent otherwise. How'd you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. This is for my boy. Oh my we God. put all the, all the coins in there and then like loads of notes in there. That's actually added up quite, quite yeah. quickly. And then this is for me. This one's for me. This one's just got. You just got this the wrong a way small fortune. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a small fortune here, but don't worry about that. Is this is my notes? retirement fund here. Yeah, this is, is for the notes, notes, but I accidentally put like a few coins in. But it's mainly for notes. And then this is for everything else. You legend. Uh -huh. So this is almost like envelope stuffing. Yeah. So pretty much every week I make sure I put like 50 quid in each. What I love about this is that like you budget however you want and what works for you. I I love a tub like these. Love like I used to put- This is easier because this one I sometimes dip into. Yeah, exactly. Which I because it's my son's. It prevents yeah. it. And if you have a rule that every time you walk in the house, any cash you got in, you put it in All there. All the coins it, straight in it there. It adds up a lot. Yeah. But I wouldn't really call that a budget. It's almost like a, a saving form of savings. Yeah. A budget really is just a tool for telling your money where it's going to go. So there's loads of ways that you can do that. And there's loads of popular types. There's the 50, 30, 20 rule, which is probably the most widely quoted, but 
it's slightly controversial because it's hard to stick by now where 50% of everything that you spend should be going on your, your needs. So this is your rent, your mortgage, the things that you need to survive. Then 30% goes on your wants. These are things on top of needs, socializing, or let's say you value having a nice phone. I could argue that a 20 pound phone is a, is a need, but a, a 90 pound phone is a want, right? And then 20% into savings is the, the final piece of that. This is how they say the ideal budget should break down. But we find that with the cost of living crisis, that gets really hard. I mean, how much do you think you spend on rent? Not as a figure, but as a percentage of your income? More than 50%. Yeah, uh, yeah probably more, more than 50%. Yeah. If you count rent as rent, bills, heating, yeah, that whole, water, that house package. gas, yeah, over 50%. Yeah, I think the key thing about the 50-30-20 rule is it's thrown in people's faces online. What I would say is it's almost like a target you work to over time. And if you say... I'm hitting these key areas at the moment in terms of these percentages. I'm a bit off here. I can kind of massage it over time. You don't need to get there. Some like straight away. Some people like you, they they like having physical cash because I mean, the data shows that you spend less when you use cash than you do on card. I think it's about 15 to 20%, but I'm, I'm just I'm, pulling that number up. You can here. see it from my bank statement, I just tap. I just tap all day long. So yeah, yeah, cash is a lot safer for me. Yeah, exactly. So there's a method called envelope stuffing, which is where you set a budget and then you get a series of envelopes and on the each envelope, you write what that expenditure is. You might put rent, food, etc. And over the course of the month, as you spend on items, you take money out of the envelope. And then obviously once the money's gone in the envelope, you know you've reached your budget. Okay. And then there's also, you'll hear pay yourself first mentioned a lot. I think this isn't really a budget. This is a, a method of saving again like this, where simply when you get paid, the first thing you do is you save. So I do this. Like to me, the, the best part of earning money is the money I save, not the money I spend. So as soon as the money comes in, I'll transfer money into my savings and stuff. But again, that isn't really a budgeting method. It's a saving method. I think the key thing is what I do. I just list my incomes and I list my outgoings and how I want them to be. So the first thing you need to do is figure out exactly how much you earn. I think in the show notes, we can put a link to my budget. In. It's really crap. It's really simple. It's just an in and out column on an Excel, but I'll let people see it and they can use that if they want. There are more sophisticated ones like you need a budget, uh, which is a paid for service. I find it slightly like... I don't know how I feel about paying for a I budget. was about to say, I'm not paying for Sounds budget. like something you would do six times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Zip budget. <laughs> Give me some of that. Yeah. So for me, just a Google sheet with an incoming and outgoing. And once you've been through all of these transactions over like three months, you should have a good idea of what's coming in. And what you want to do is, is order it in the, the order of the needs, the wants, and then hopefully the savings. If you can't afford to save at the minute, that's okay the process is to actually just get control of your finances. You know, a lot of behavioral psychology shows that people avoid budgeting that feel like they're bad with money because they, they don't want to face up to it. And that's a crying shame really, because they're, they're not given the antidote to the problem that they're worried about, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, people don't like bad news, do they? No. You always want to, yeah, you never want to look badly on yourself. Can you guess what the biggest learning has been from doing this podcast or even my YouTube channel? It's that the most important investment you can make is in you. So for me, my path to real wealth isn't through investing, it's by building this business. And that's why I'm happy that we're working with Hostinger. Hostinger help entrepreneurs, freelancers and side hustlers with their websites. 
My favorite thing is their AI website builder, which helps anyone create a professional website with zero coding experience. You just describe your goal in a couple of sentences and the AI creates a beautiful looking website, just like magic. You can then customize it, use the AI assistant to generate SEO friendly text and even use their AI logo maker. It's fast, user friendly, and of course, what I like the best is it's great value for money. You can get website hosting in a free domain from £2.99 a month. So if you want a website, then check out Hostinger. And if you use the code making money, that's making money all one word, you'll get 10% off. And I've left a link in the description for you. Before I became a creator, I was a sales guy. I mean, I love selling. It's how I rebuilt my life after some wrong turns in my 20s. I also delivered Chinese takeaways on the side, but that was more fun money so I could go out on a night without feeling guilty. Sales was where the real money was at. And one tool that I found really useful was LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's a sales intelligence platform that helps you identify and then get into conversations with high value customers so you can drive more revenue. You can use it to look for key signals like recent job changes, so you can find buyers who are most likely to convert. And because they've got a billion people on the platform, I mean, the chances are your targets are going to be on LinkedIn. Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date, first-party data so you can get into conversations with the people that matter. So if you want to give Sales Navigator a try, you can get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash upsell. That's linkedin.com slash U-P-S-E-L-L for a 60-day free trial. Why don't you budget? You know me, I'm quite an optimistic guy. I don't really like, I'm like, I'm very impulsive. So if I see something, I buy it. I don't like to feel constrained and I feel like a budget kind of limits what you can do. And then again, as an optimistic person, I obviously I work heavily in crypto. Um, and I think with my knowledge, I think that my investments in crypto are gonna go quite well. Not that I recommend other people to invest in crypto like that because it's my full-time job. But yeah, I think, I think I'll be all right in the long term. I save like, I budget on a whim. I don't really budget, to be honest. Yeah, I no. just like save, put some money in savings now and again, and I buy this and I buy that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, you know me, I'm quite a spontaneous guy. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So the way I see it is as a business grows, they need more and more people to run the finances of that business as they get more and more complicated. So as you grow, then you should be managing the finances more and more. But when I do try to budget, I always get like unforeseen, unforeseen, like unpredictable things happen. Like my car gets clamped, you know, get a flat tire, the engine starts like steaming and then you Emergency go to the car phone. guy and they're like, yeah, it's uh, two grand to fix your car. And I'm like, what? I only paid eight grand for the car. Yeah. So yeah, like things like that just keep happening. And then um, have a little kid, you know, that, that messes up all your like Surprise. <laughs> just <laughs> popped out. Didn't get any notice, he just popped out. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think things like that just kind of derail your life. And obviously as a first dad, first time dad, it's like, yeah, this whole budgeting for a child is not something I can even like consider thinking about. Yeah, but the, the reason that you find that- It's just daunting. It's yeah. like, yeah. So the I reason just, like, expenses come out of the blue and, and knock you off track is because you haven't budgeted and you don't have adequate savings behind you in terms of an emergency fund or something like this. You know, it's, it's this point of over time, you need to get to a place where the unexpected will happen. Things will shock you. There's always going to be financial shocks. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be flat tires. We need to prepare ourselves through a budget for those, you know, what is it that, you know, anything that can go wrong will go wrong oh, yeah. on a long enough timeline. So they're not shocks or surprises. You're just not prepared for them. Is like yeah. one way of saying it. I'm a very optimistic guy. Yeah. I don't think there will be any shocks ever. I and think then, maybe I'm pessimistic. And oh, that you're means super I prepare, pessimistic. Prepare, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but I think- Prepared dad and unprepared dad. I would like to be more optimistic, but my pessimism means that I prepare for the worst, you know, and I think you could do with a little bit of that. If you think that things are always going to get better, but you don't actually make them, yeah. they're not going to be as good as they could be. But I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm still here. My bills are paid. My car works today. So um, like- I don't Where know, could kinda, you be? Where could I be? Where could you have been oh. right now? If you'd have like directed if the I'd, flows of money oh, and, and saved more aggressively. Probably could have bought invested. a house by now and uh, have a G-Wagon, yeah. dream car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, probably spend- you'd, Then you'd just spend all your money on zip cars anyway. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like budgeting's, I feel like it's a luxury. What? I know, I know, but like, look, say, say you're Zip living- cars are luxuries, mate. <laughs> like budgeting is not a luxury, say, budgeting say you're is living, a say, say you're living hand to mouth, like bill to bill. Yeah. Like. When then you need broke, a budget. Then you need a budget. That's what I thought. So that's when I budgeted. But now when you, I have if, money, I feel like, well, if a bill comes, I'll pay it. So I don't really need to budget. And that's, yeah. So that's kind of how I've gone the other way around. Because when I was broke, I budgeted. And I have money. I'm like, oh, well, it'll be all right. It'll work out. And then it doesn't. But yeah, no, I always feel like it'll work out. It's hard to argue with your like <laughs> blind optimism. I, did, I'm like, like, <laughs> I just sat here like, you need to budget. Yeah, Everyone no, should I, budget. I know I need to, but it's, you know, it's like this taking the first step. How would you, what would you say the first step is to budgeting? To open a Google Doc. Because my first thing was save money. Make sure you're saving like 20% a month. Mm -hmm. That's why I try to save like 10 to 20% a month. That was like a step I took. But the rest of the budgeting, not really. Like I'm just like bills come, pay the bills, save some money, keep it going. So like, what would you, what would you advise to me? So... Is it all into one account? Yeah. Yeah, I think what helped me was I split all my money out into separate channels and we'll go through that in a second to manage my lack of control. When everything is just going into one account and all the money's just hitting that one account and everything comes out, it can be very easy to be like, as long as there's enough money in there to cover what's coming out, then it's fine. Mm. What, what I'm like uh, interested in for me is eliminating unnecessary expenditure in my life that bring absolutely no joy and long-term happiness that are just a drain. You yeah, know? that's something I do need to do. Yeah, yeah. so now that I'm self-employed especially, I, I know what, I have to pull the money out the ground. So I wanna know exactly where that's going and I don't wanna just hand it over to people for unnecessary things that don't further my ambitions and my goals in life. So I do the budget, I earn more money now than I ever have. And I budget more now than I ever have because there's more money there, yeah. you know? And I know that if I'm sensible with what I have, I can have the life I want, but I can also set myself up so that one day I've got all the options. And I think if you don't control the flow of the money through a budget, you're just going to end up in a position where you, you, you're not going to set yourself up right. It's like the, ba the most basic of personal finance things. I think most people's issues with personal finance could be sorted out if they just sat down and did a budget. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to run you through now how I budget, what that looks like, and then how I manage the accounts to make sure that I stick to it. Because people will always say to me, oh, you're so good with money. I am shocking with money. What I'm good at is having a system that prevents me from being shocking. This is why all you see on here, on these, these statements we've gone through is me spending, because that's the account that I can do that from. My relationship with my budget has changed over 10 years. I've done the same process. I've got the same budget. I've actually got all of the budgets over that period, one a month. And you can go through it and see my like transformation fin financially from someone who was in loads of debt, who was forced to budget because on the first of every month, all my money was gone. And I was like, how the hell am I going to get through it to someone now who saves the majority of their income? So you do a different budget every single month? Every, at the start of every month. So. 
You just I, update the numbers for the coming yeah, month. Yeah, what I have is a template yeah. that I know it, my incomings, my outgoings. Self-employed is slightly harder because of the way my incomes work. But actually now what I've done, what I do is I pay myself a salary and a dividend every month that's the same. Um, so, I, as that, that, so there's a predictability to it. But for most people listening where they just have a, a relatively stable income that comes in every month, they know when that is. The day before that comes in, I'll sit down, I have my template, which is just, the fixed costs. Most people know what their rent or mortgage is going to be and all the other things. And I'll add at that point, like these variable costs, which are the things that you're saying, I know I'm going on holiday, so I know I'm going to need X amount of spending money. I know I'm going to need this. One thing that's non-negotiable that I see as a fixed cost is paying down debt or saving, whichever point you are at in your life. So I just put those transactions on and then I kind of say, this is how much I would like to spend. And then I always add a little bit more if I can, because you always tend to underestimate what you're going to spend. And if you can have like a little contingency, the priorities, they're hard to say because they're, they're, they're personal, but obviously if you're in lots of debt, you should be focusing on clearing the debt before you save in. Once you've cleared your debt, you want to focus on building an emergency fund so that you don't end up back in debt because your car breaks down or whatever. And then thirdly, it would be investing for the long run. These are all priorities, but in that order, I would say, but that depends on where you're at. The way that I make sure that I, I stick to it is I have loads of different accounts. How many? Roughly? Six. Bloody hell. No, seven. Bank accounts? Seven bank accounts. Seven Current accounts. Current accounts, yeah, not counting savings. This, sounds, like, this yeah. is going to be ridiculous. And I don't think that people should run it like seven this. bank cards? No, I have one. Oh, that's, part of the, that's part of the hustle. I have smart. one bank account. Because if I have access to all the others, I'll spend money on them. Yeah. So this exercise of going through my bank statements is not something I do all the time. I just think this is, if I'm saying to someone, do a budget and they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, right, let's go through three months worth of bank statements and scare, scare the crap out of you. <laughs> and then, then we can talk about doing a budget. That looking backwards is not something I do all of the time. What I then do is I have an in column, which is my incomes, and I have an out column, which is a list of all of the expenses that I expect to have. Most of those are fixed. So once you've done it once, it stays the same. And then I have a few categories for variable costs as they come up. These can be things like, you know, you're going on holiday and you need a bit of extra money, something comes up, or even just a contingency fund for unexpected events. As what I then do when I get paid into my main account is I fire off as much of the money as possible on the fixed costs just to get them off my plate. You know, like you said, once the bills are paid, they're paid. Yeah. yeah, so all of that happens on say the first of the month. I actually then go through the budget and next to it, I just put a green tick. So I know at that point that that, that item has been paid for. The issue that I don't have issues managing the fixed costs that I can know are gonna be the same every month because you just pay them, they're gone. The real issue is managing the variable costs, like your socializing, like your, the activities that you do, zip cars, all of that stuff. It's managing that, that I find that I need to have a structure in place to stop me from being reckless. So I have my, my main current account that my money comes into. And then the first thing that happens is I fire money into my lifetime ISA, my stocks and shares ISA, the junior ISA for my son. Um, and then I send money to a savings account for like my emergency funds and my tax because self-employed tax. I then pay out as much as I can. I do it all manually. 
most people set things up by direct debit. I just find it's, I'm really more connected to my finances if I'm making those transaction purchases myself. You know, if I'm sending the money to X bill or whatever, and I enjoy the process now, I love it. Like, I know it sounds really weird, but the best part of my month is kind of sitting down and firing that money about. I then move on to my other account, my spending money. If I budget, you know, X amount of money on a monthly basis to spend, I then send that over to that account and there's three accounts there. What I effectively do is each week I send myself a portion of that money onto my card account. So if there's, let's just pull figures out of the air. Let's say there's 800 pound a month that I can spend on myself. I move that over to that account and then each week week. it'll send me 200 on a Monday. And once that's gone, it's gone. And sometimes I have to go over, sometimes I dip in and I don't, but I find that that process keeps me grounded in terms of my spending. And like, I can look at that really quickly at a glance and go, oh God, I've actually spent a lot this week. Whereas if it's all in one pot, I have no idea. That's really good advice. The one card means that that's the only card I can spend on and it just limits my ability to run through it all. And then the third account in that system, I will take chunks of money and send it over to the third one, which is kind of like a mini savings account for when people, you know, my mates are like, oh, do you want to go here? And I'm like, yeah, I use that money in there. So from that BS budget, I build up a little savings pot to like go on holidays and things like that. Like I have all these silly rules that people don't need to apply to their life. But Jay-Z said, if you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. If I have a big night out and I spend like a hundred quid, the first thing I do in the morning when I'm feeling rough is I send another hundred quid to that that little mini savings. So it's like, it's almost like a punishment, (laughs) but it it also means over time, I build up another side pot of cash that when my mates go, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? I can say yes without it completely derailing me. But the main point is, I don't think you need this complicated structure. You just need an ability to, I almost pay myself weekly my money that I can spend. And I know that that's guilt I think that's a game changer for a lot of people because like you said, you're self-employed, me too. And that's another reason why it's harder to budget. For me, I have like a mess around budget. I'm like, okay, it's like, it's in my bank. And then I put sense on it. But once I finish that, I don't have any more to send myself. Yeah, Yeah. I don't look, boys, you pay yourself every week. It's nice knowing that like- I've got to survive the whole month and it's like, crap, my bank's empty now. I need to go into my savings and get some money out. Whereas you're like, okay, next, on Monday, I'm gonna send myself another 200 quid. It's really nice knowing that I'm always seven days away from getting paid. Exactly, so I might might adopt that, that's quite cool. And then what happens is I'll be like, Thursday, I've spent all the money and I'll be like, well, I'll just go a few days without actually really buying anything. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, have I could, a quiet weekend. Yeah, like, yeah, and it it frames. I just think you see the expenditure much more. Like it's like the cash stuffing thing where people have it in their hand. Like you with this, it's like physical. Yeah. It it almost creates that kind of structure. And for me, I know lots of people are different, but for me, I am rubbish at having a big chunk of money in my bank. I will just get liberal with it. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. Same. Like, I, you know, I, so I, when I get to a certain amount of this, I'm gonna go boom into the ISA, start again, and then when I get to that certain amount. It's a thousand pounds. I came to the, straight into the ice. Exactly. And start again. But I know if I've got a thousand pounds in my bank, I'm running through it by the end of the week. We came to yours last night and I wanted to watch the City game and you've got Sky and you were like, oh, BT, it's 23 quid. And I was like, buy it. Yeah, so, you 28 know, quid he was going to buy just to watch Man City Because I wanted to watch the game. game. But, but that's what I'm like and I'll be impulsive. But then I, I, I can look at it and go, oh, well, now I've actually only got a hundred quid left for the week, which is plenty, <laughs> you know, but I, I am very impulsive like that. And it's about managing those traits. And you have a, you're a sucker for convenience but then if you frame it from a perspective of if I get seven zip cars today I've just eaten away all my ability to 
have a drink and go yeah. out with my son or take him on an activity. I honestly think with you as well, as your son gets older, you will get less and less. Yeah, because like, now he doesn't eat anything. He's, yeah, he's eating for free. You don't uh, see the cost. You, yeah, just, except you, for the nappies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'll get a bit more frugal as I get older or just wilder. We'll see. I just want you to do a budget where you say, I earn this amount of money and this is how much I would like to spend. And then to set up a system that just made you actually do that for a month and just see how much money you've got left. I reckon you just have grands extra that you're like, oh <laughs> my God, where is all this Wasting money on unnecessary things. Yeah. yeah. The thing about this as well is that it's bespoke to everyone and my system is my own and it's simple in places and then it's really complicated with all these six accounts. And I think most people just need to sit down and think what's going to work for me. Self-employed people are obviously in a, a very different situation. I've had to get to a point over time where I've made it so I'm almost being like full-time paid so that I could continue to manage my finances because when I was just taking all the money and it was, it was all over the place, some people I know, our producer is more comfortable doing a yearly budget. Um, I, I would lose my head doing that. That wouldn't work for me personally. You might want to do it quarterly. I know people that do it weekly, whatever. It's about designing it that works for you. And hopefully today it's me just showing what I do. It doesn't mean that that's how people should do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's each, each to their own. I mean, for me, what I've learned, what, I've what I'll take from this is, First of all, it's very traumatic to look at your last three months of expenditures if you're like me and you spend way too much money on unnecessary things. So I guess the first step for me is kind of look at what I'm spending to start my budget, look at what I'm spending that I don't need to spend so much of, um, create a budget, and most importantly, split my money into more than one account because I think that's actually been a Because I don't have an overdraft. I like I refuse to have a credit card or an overdraft. I yeah. used to have a credit card. I got rid of it. So I like, like you. I don't you manage like, that habit. I don't like debt. Yeah, I got yeah, rid of yeah. Once I paid off my credit card, I'm like, never yeah. again. Even though it's good for your credit file, no. I, I'm just not responsible enough. I'll spend it all on one holiday in like two days and then be like, crap. And I paid off for six months. So um, no overdraft, but I think having another bank account or I think just a simple couple, act of you going, I'm going to spend 700 pounds this month on stuff putting it in a bank and then seeing how quickly you run through that would 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 address a lot of your yeah. issues and you'd be like oh well i need to get that under control and i like the idea of being paid more than once a month yeah i want to be paid every week like damo yeah it's, it's a great pretty, sounds pretty good yeah. i love a monday yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good spin for mondays yeah, yeah get paid every monday i like that because yeah. putting money in this is actually very satisfying like every time i put money in in one of these pots i feel like yes i've just saved some money which i would have spent on a takeaway so yeah getting paid every week spreading your money apart across different bank accounts um, I think it'd be good. Yeah, because as, as people as well, we tend to, we get money, we spend it all and then we live in famine. Like 50% yeah. of people are paycheck to paycheck. Even people that earn $100,000 a year in an American study because we just kind of get our money, go and launch it all and go out and spend loads. And then by the end of the month, we're absolutely clucking for payday. And yeah. then when payday comes around, it's like, oh, Same I've just again. had two weeks of No starving, money, let me so go. So I'm going to throw all my money again. Have a nice steak dinner and yeah. uh, get an Uber then and Uber exactly. back. And, yeah, let's get the champagne out tonight. Yeah, I just got get paid. Get a zip car to the Uber. <laughs> and, and, whereas if you, if you pay yourself regularly, you kind of remove that oh let's let's living for payday yeah, and pay, yeah, yeah 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 and i think that's really freeing and i, do, I think yeah. i used to hate that cycle that i would get into yeah it's and now i've removed looking that for payday. Yeah. yeah only time will tell if t actually does do a budget but on the basis he got a zip car home after we finished recording this episode i don't have high hopes We've put a link to my basic budget in the newsletter, along with the bullet point summary of the episode, and you can subscribe to that in the description. 
Next episode, we're having the Bank of England over for tea. Yep, true story. We're going to learn how economics really affects us all. But if you're new to the podcast, you need to listen to our first episode, which is all about your relationship with money. That's exactly where you should start. I'm Damien, and I host this podcast with my great mate and terrible budgeter, Tamena Kerale. The episode was recorded by Jack Hobbs. Video editing is done by Johnny Hunter, with music by Felix Taylor. Our producer is Ruth Edwards, and it's all brought together by Will Stolomon. Quick question from me and the Making Money team. Would you like us to come into your workplace to teach you and your colleagues more about personal finance? It's an absolute joke that we're not taught what to do with money, and this knowledge gap makes most people much poorer over their lifetimes. Take your work-based pension. Most people have no idea what the fund they're invested in does, and plenty of people just opt out altogether. We can cover whatever is most important, from the basics to complex financial retirement planning supported by qualified financial advisors who are not there to sell you anything. We take different approaches for different people in a company depending on stuff like their age or their income. If you think people you work with could benefit from financial education, then please email will at getmost.co.uk. It doesn't matter what your role is in the business, we want to hear from you. So email will at getmost.co.uk. And I've left a link in the description for you. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.